Welcome back to Going Long on First. It is Thursday, almost Friday. And you know what that means? Whose line is right anyway? That is a great question, Owen. Welcome back, Owen Benson. The line himself is here, of course, for a little Thursday action, a little Thursday magic. His uh his his TV isn't working tonight, so I don't have the pleasure of getting the entertainment. I have to entertain myself tonight. So we'll we'll see how that works. <laughs> you got your phone, don't you? I do. I do, but it's just not as good. I know I don't now I can't squint and stare at my computer screen and try to figure out what's going on behind you. See, that's again, it's like it's dip I have it on my second screen now, but watching it through my monitor mirroring my TV behind me, it's back it's backwards. <laughs> but it's it's just almost too much to like turn around and watch the game and really not act like I'm paying attention to speak as you know the Jags drive all over the New York Jets right now. It absolutely is. Yes. We are just quick update where we are. You know, Thursday night. We got Jets Jags near halftime. Jags currently as we speak. I well, I mean I said that and then they turned it over and now the Jets have it at the 40. Like I don't even what what yes. just happened? Are you you were I was talking and then that happened. Yep, I'm a little bit ahead of you, of course. You got so me. That's that's old news for me. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jets are driving, but not really doing much with not a lot of time. Just when I thought maybe the Jags would have a commanding lead going into halftime, yes, they missed the field goal. Kind of where we're sitting. Got it. Unless a miracle happens for the Jets in Meadowland. Uh It'll be a 13-3 halftime lead for the Jags. But anyways, we are here. Everybody's here. Well, not everybody's here. Yeah, I was going to say, no, actually, that's wrong. (laughs) We are missing our father of the pod. The father of the pod is not here. He was hoping to. father. Yes, Absolutely. I've got his Herbie Hancock. But uh, Wisconsin, especially our area, has been hit by some crazy weather this week. And uh, I can only assume maybe he's uh, traveling cautiously currently. Maybe, yeah. Oh, so. good for him, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. He is a father after all. He's got to get home to the babies and the wife. That's right. You know, that makes sense. Uh, I hate kids, but uh, we'll let it slide <laughs> this time for our the pod father. Just because it's the holiday season, you know, a little. Yes, right. Of course. Of course. Feeling uh, generous. You know, I'll let it. I'll let it slide this time, but only this time. All right. I'm waiting. Um, you know, we can keep. I don't know if you want to say filibustering because I'm waiting for the halftime line to drop in because that's where we'll pick this game. Do you want to start by 
talking about the first half and what you've seen to this point? Uh, I've seen lots of rain, Owen. Quite a bit of that. Yeah, torrential rain, in fact. Torrential, where it almost looked like snow on my screen. And we were talking pre-potted. I was like, is this snow? Is this rain? Obviously, if they're in Jacksonville, I wouldn't expect snow. But they are in New York, so I was like, you know, it's a shot. Uh, but it's just it's just torrential rainforest type rain right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And it's noticeable among the players, you know, Travis Etienne simple handoffs a couple times, fumbling the ball, can't get can't quite get a grip on it. Um but overall, Jags they are the hot team and they look like it right now. Jets Coming back down to earth after that big start, similar to the Giants, these New York teams, and uh, and it looks like it. So, uh, Jags, like I said, currently thirteen three. They are milking this last five seconds of this first half. Uh, but it doesn't look like Jets are going to score. But we'll see. Anyways, let's make it official. This. Is the line is right. One dollar, Drew. One dollar, Bob. The price is wrong, Bobby. Infamous Happy Gilmore censored line when you watched on TVS instead of uh, the actual movie. Love it. Um, yep. They're taking their sweet time. Uh, are the oh the jaguar? What the jaguars picked it off and they were kind of lateraling. Is that what was going on? Yes, uh, it's officially halftime. The infamous lateral. I mean, in the past <laughs> seven days, uh, so much lateral, questionable lateral, lateral, lateral. Laterally, lateraling, lateraling. Say it. Spell that. I can't even say it. It's that bad. The laterals or the word. Both. Yep. Both. Just want to make that clear, everybody. All right. Fair enough. Um. Okay. It has finalized, so we are now allowed to pick the game that is currently happening. Kind of an enormous game for the AFC playoff picture. Jets, Jaguars, both teams out, but are only a game or two from being in. Zach Wilson playing. Jets defense is what's carrying, but even right now, not necessarily carrying. You'd think that in the rain, your great defense would be able to swallow up, you know, a so-so offense. I read stat, I believe it was, and this was kind of the defining stat for me. So if we had picked this game at kickoff, I will tell you I would have absolutely picked the Jets in a pick'em because that's where it was. Jets at home in a pick'em. I absolutely would have picked because Trevor Lawrence, two for 11 in covering his last – or he covered two of his last last 11 road games. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Bad, right? So the, the odds Jets, are not in his favor. The Jets have covered 
uh, their last six games coming off a loss. They're a bounce back team. Though them them Jets, them J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know what I'm talking about. I do indeed. However, do that's not indeed. That's not not materializing right now. So there is a very big decision to be made here, Seth. Lawrence not looking too bad in the pouring rain. Jaguars are favored by seven and a half on the road currently. The current score is 13 to 3. I'm thinking that means that the Jets get the ball to start the second half. I believe so if I read that right. Yes. Good deal. So seven and a half, you say? Yes. Which means the Jaguars have to hold on to seven or eight of their current 13-point lead. Ryan Fitzpatrick has got himself a nice killer ugly Christmas sweater on. I, I, that guy has to have the best ugly Christmas sweaters. I'm also donning mine in the spirit of the holidays and our Christmas pod preview, Christmas pod, whatever we want to call it. I'm also donning mine. So, uh, yes, you Tis are. Just the Und- season. Underrated is Andrew Whitworth's uh, blazer over a hoodie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It doesn't look that bad when you put a freaking sport coat over a hoodie, but he does it. Yeah, it, you're not wrong. He's uh, he's trying to look fashionable. Yeah, that's right. But otherwise, but also anyway. comfortable. Jaguars seven and a half. What do you think? Give it to me, Owen. Give it to me, hundred percent. I'd take it at probably ten and a half. The way this is going right now, uh, I don't have a lot of faith. From what I've seen, and I haven't watched this entire game, I missed a good chunk of the first quarter. Obviously, not a lot happened in the first quarter. Uh, Jets can't do nothing. Jags' defense looks really good, and Jags have driven down a few times. They, you know, obviously had to hit a couple field goals. They had the one rushing touchdown by Lawrence, and then a missed field goal. So it easily could have been a sixteen-three game instead of thirteen-three. All the momentum is with the Jags right now. Give me the Jags. He wants the Jags. Jeremy did get the current slate of of the lines, so we will be getting those and catching Beautiful. up on those Beautiful. later on. Uh, Seth, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, maybe you Vegas should. – Maybe Vegas thinks it's a bigger deal that the Jets get the ball first in the half. I do not, because it seems like they can't do anything with it right now. And that's uh, it's a scary thought. The Jets, what a fall from grace. I think people were actually rooting for them. They're a very hateable team. Uh, Is that because of Zach Wilson? I think it's just being the Jets, and it, or they're not. It's not even hateable. It's more clownable. It's more like mm. pity. Yeah, that's the Jets. You know, yes. because they've just all. I mean, well, start here. It's the long. Like I think it was a trivia question not too long ago. The longest reigning, longest active streak without a playoff game. Yes, I believe since twenty ten. Yep. 
So, I mean, that says it right there. They really need this game, and they're not performing. Boy, have we seen some big comebacks in the last week or two, though. I just – but you need to score points to do so. I don't see the Jets really turning turning it around on offense. That's my my issue. The the score might – I think it's likelier the score stays the same. The same it is right now than it is that the Jets actually flip it, come back and win. Seven and a half, I'm going to stick with the Jags. So we're – well, sugar watering it right now. Plus a Jeremy Jacksonville pick. He loves his Dougie P. Oh, you know, that he, is you true. Know he's gonna ride with Doug Peterson, the man That's... that gifted him a Super Bowl and the division, pretty much with that win last week. Pretty much, it's uh, Philadelphia's favorite son, Dougie Fresh. He is. All right, so that's our first juice. You know what that means. The juice is loose. Thank you, Seth. And now on to the Saturday slate. That is correct. The Saturday slate. Will you be Christmas watching football? Eve. Will you be watching football all day Saturday, Seth? Or do you have something to do Christmas-wise? I mean, yes. Obviously, yep. Christmas weekend. So it's going to be busy. But I will be doing as much football watching as I can just because – Majority of the games are on Saturday, and it's uh, it's an important time of the year for this. That it is. All, so, but, uh, all but five, so there you go. Uh, it's yeah. the good old 11 games. Uh, even a Saturday night game, but on an NFL network, not NBC. NBC gets the Sunday night game still. Just a weird – Just Who's calling the Saturday night game? I have to believe – is it? It's not going to be Al Michaels and then again. No, 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 no. It's the NFL Network crew. So one. Oh, crew, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think then it's Rich Eisen and Kurt Warner, but I don't. They did the afternoon game last Saturday. I'm not sure who did the Saturday night game, so I can't confirm that with you. Um. However, we still get yeah Fox, CBS, NBC on the Sunday. So, um. But anyway, starting the Saturday slate, I don't have anything to do on Saturday, I don't think, until like late. I'm going to try to do my traveling in the afternoon if we do travel. Otherwise, it's just going to be Sunday. Pack it all in on Sunday, which means a lot of football in my Saturday coming up. First game. I I will be traveling Saturday. I just don't know when. So kind of in the same boat. Try to soak in as much football as I can before head out for the family festivities. So why don't you start your day off with a little Giants at Vikings action. Two current playoff teams and two teams who are slated, if the season ended today, two teams who are slated to play against each other in the wild card round. In the same building. So it could be, you know, could be the same game in three weeks. Giants at the Vikings. Vikings are favored by three and a half points. Vikings have already clinched the division. The Giants are definitely holding on dear. Um, I think they just need to win a game. 
Well, not necessarily. They need to. They, I think they need to win two to essentially lock it in. Yes, but um, they're still they're they need they need to win. It's this is a must win for the Giants. Um, um yeah, I, they get one more win. It it's a comfortable position for them because they'd have nine wins, and they're still the sixth seed. And the seventh seed wouldn't have any more than nine wins as well. Well, I think technically, like the Lions and the Commanders, or the Seahawks and the Commanders, or Seahawks and Lions. Yeah, I suppose. You know, yeah, because they're it would seven. Kick the, seven. It would kick the Packers out. That's all. You know, yes. Or they wouldn't have to worry about the Packers specifically. Um, Giants playing consecutive road games here. Vikings get an extra day of rest. Um, on this week, Minnesota defense is a rather major issue let's just say that a hundred percent can the giants hang around just on that fact can i mean it's basically the saquon barkley show and maybe that frees up daniel jones that's usually how it goes daniel jones has some good games usually because saquon barkley has good games is it close seth do the vikings take it are you looking at upset alert again vikings minus three and a half what do you think this is at noon? Noon. On Saturday. On Saturday. That's Kirk Cousins' time, baby. The further he gets away from prime time, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday night, the better he does. Give me the Vikings. They won't need to have a 34-point comeback this week. I really just want to know from you, and I, I have a feeling I know who you'd pick. But to me, it's a lot closer. Who is the bigger fraud? Between these two? The Giants or the Vikings? Well, this is the game. This is the fraudulent game. The one who loses will be stamped officially. Fraud alert. Fraud alert. Someone has to be a fraud in this game, huh? I think if yes. there's two teams in the league that you declare fraudulent, it's these two teams. And that's kind of a heck of a thing to say. I'm just saying if you had to say two teams that aren't what their record says they are, I would kind of venture, I would point you straight to these two teams. Um <laughs> But again, like it's it's the Giants' bright spots are what carry them. I would say that you could probably say the same for the Vikings. However, they've been the defense hasn't been terrible all year, right? It's only been the last like six or seven games that it's really been an issue for the Vikings. Yes, hundred percent. Add in the Eagles game as well earlier in the year. Um, so you said Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. Just I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Giants. Yes, they beat Washington last week, uh, but they're on the similar, same vein as these two teams as well. Not necessarily fraud alert, but maybe not as good as the record. You know, they they've kind of rode a uh, rode an easier schedule. Vikings. Uh, Teams can't shut down Justin Jefferson until a team does. You're not going to beat Minnesota. 
The one thing I think the Giants have going for them is they do have a great running attack with Saquon. Vikings have a terrible defense. Ride that out. Colts would have won last week if they had Jonathan Taylor to do that. Giants could do that with Saquon. That would be the one thing for the Giants. But like I said, until somebody can shut down Justin Jefferson, I'll take him. Fair enough. You know, you're just going to take the easy way out and say whoever has the best player is going to win the game. I mean, not the worst way to go. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, I guess it'd be kind of start looking at these injury reports, huh? I was thinking... Um, it looks like Adore Jackson will miss this game, speaking of uh, injury reports. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> Dory Jackson alert. I just want to keep you up to date on that one. The big thing for the Giants was the offensive line past couple weeks. Looks like Andrew Thomas is back. Evan Neal getting uh, reps back in. However, Evan Neal hasn't really been good this year. Uh, high, high first round draft pick. Very much year. a roller coaster season for him. Uh, however, Kayvon Thibodeau has really come on in the last couple weeks, especially last week. Very opportunistic player. Um, we're looking at Garrett Bradbury, kind of the main one on the Viking side that isn't going to play. That three and a half is really juicy to me because it means um, the Giants can stay within a field goal. Like that is very enticing. However, the implication is teams are very these teams are very even on a neutral field. And I just don't think that's the case. I think the Vikings probably should be favored by a point or two more. They're probably not because of how many close games they have. 100%. Which is a completely reasonable thing to pick the Giants for, just because the Vikings always have close games. Um, however, again, the Vikings say the F word about them all you want. They're a better team than the Giants. Give me the Vikings minus three and a half. And we know where Jeremy would go with this as well. He, you, you would guess. Yeah, you would guess. We haven't got the official picks yet, but we can, you know, we can baby juice it. Just based on his love affair for one and his hate for the other. I don't even think he has hate for the Giants, though. It's more of a he he's he's lukewarm on them because they're not the Cowboys. You know what I mean? They always have that's that true. fact where they're not the Cowboys. They are. That's that's true. They aren't the Cowboys. So, anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll, assume we'll, we'll get it. the we'll get the official back. We'll baby juice that. Bit. We'll come back to it. Okay. Next game. We got the New Orleans Saints traveling to. The Cleveland Browns. Browns are favored by two and a half points at home. Coming off a big win against the Ravens, although how big is it really? Um, against uh, Tyler Huntley. Snoop Huntley, as they say. <laughs> and uh, you want to remind me what happened with that Saints game last week, Seth? That's a good question. Saints, what happened? Uh, 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 yes. Panthers, right? Atlanta, they beat Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, that's points. what it was. I knew it was division. I think it was 31 to 28, I believe. 
so they, you know, they hung around them Falcons. However, the Saints with that win have become a game away from <laughs> leading the freaking division again. So, <laughs> uh, you the know, five and nine Saints, Owen. I think Cleveland's still technically in the race too. Are they not? It's just like, how are they ever going to get there? Uh, you mean for the division or for playoffs? For, for playoffs. They are. Um, but that's another t- like win out plus a lot of help situation. It's it's a lot tougher in the AFC because you have just better Four teams five in the teams AFC. in between them and a playoff spot. So, yes. Very meaningful for the Saints and for the Cleveland Browns. It's like they're going to try. You know, they're not shutting down. And uh, even if they were knocked out, I have to imagine Deshaun Watson plays the rest of the the year anyway, just because he hadn't played all year a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, technically neither can afford a loss. Um, expect clear eyes and full hearts. Is that it? That's the, yeah, that's right. That's the, the miracle, right? That's the miracle quote. I gotta watch the, miracle again. Yes. It's been a while. Classic. Um, <laughs> Browns have been shit on offense with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. <laughs> Just going to say it bluntly. This could be the game though. Can the Browns win or at least cover? Well, at least win, but cover minus two and a half at home. Seth. Yes. Okay. Um, don't have a lot to say about this game. I mean, we're talking about two bad teams that really shouldn't be in, in the playoff hunt. Uh, I really am surprised Cleveland is still hanging in there after what they've gone through. So props to them, especially how bad that defense has been. But the defense has played better as of late. It hasn't been as atrocious. Miles Garrett is back in form. I would say that, yes. Um, Jadavian Clowney will miss this game with a concussion. I did see that. A um, couple more injuries on the Saints side. Jarvis Landry, of course, in continuing his uh, injury-filled season. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is limited. That's a big one. Um, revenge game for Jarvis. Chris Olave looks to be missing this game with a hamstring injury. That's a big one. That's a, you know. If Olave's out, 100% give me the Browns. He wants the Browns. Yeah, that – Olave is 90% of their offense right now. Who else are you afraid of, especially with Landry probably not playing Michael Thomas out? Michael Thomas is out, correct? He's not on the injury report. That's an injury. You know, we haven't been covering the Saints very deeply. I thought he was uh, out for the year. I thought he, he – Does he I, have I, a – that sounds vaguely familiar that he's on IR. Yeah, I thought he was on IR and he's just done. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know what? I, I, know. I guess I don't know. Yes, foot injury landed him on injured reserve, it looks like. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, however, Jarvis Landry has also been put on the IR. However, I'm going to stick with the Saints here. Give me an Alvin Kamara superstar game. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's foolish. No, not foolish. Saints, okay. 
game away from the division. They're going to be ready. They're going to be ready for this game. Defense is going to hold its own. I don't think Deshaun Watson gets anything going. Give me the Saints to cover. I don't think that um, – the, again, the implication is that the Saints are a half point better than the Browns. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it. I just don't think the Cleveland Browns are any good, except for Miles Garrett. And Nick Chubb. Owen. And and some of that line. Give me the Saints. Who? On the Saints, who else are you afraid of right now other than Michael Thomas? Michael, wow. Um, Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Who else are you afraid of? Alvin Kamara. Uh, Browns, you just you put six people on Kamara. Just want to let you know, though, Juwan Johnson coming off a three touchdown game. It's a budding superstar tight end, at least in the fantasy circles. He is. Uh, I am uh, not weeks. worried about Juwan Johnson at this current time. Maybe you should, Seth. Maybe you should. Browns have All been right. playing good, but I'm going to take the Saints in an upset alert. Next game. Your Detroit Lions traveling to the Carolina Panthers. Another, again, like there's so many with the expanded playoffs, and especially this year where everyone is just right in the thick of it. There are a lot of these are very important to playoff implications. Um, We got the Lions at the Panthers. Obviously important game. Lions are playing consecutive road games. Always a challenge. Carolina looked pretty bad last week against the Steelers. The Steelers. Lions offense against that struggling Carolina defense. I mean, we, we say good things about the Carolina defense. However, they were off last week. Can that be the difference in the game, though? Or do the Lions keep it rolling? Detroit minus two and a half on the road, Seth. Ooh. Give me Detroit. I I am all in on Detroit right now and the way they're looking. Like I, I brought it up earlier this week. You know, they're they're to me probably a top ten team right now. And they revealed that in our power rankings. I think they were what, ninth or tenth, I believe, something like that. I think we put them at 10, if I remember right. That sounds right. Um, as fun as Carolina has been to watch this year, kind of some of the a very interesting team this year with everything that's happened with the Panthers, trading CMC, firing rule, cutting Baker, having every other quarterback known to man start for them this year. It's it's been an interesting year for Panthers fans and for the organization. Um but they're running into the hottest team in football right now in the Detroit Lions. Uh so give me the Lions. 100%. Scratch that uh, on the rankings we had the Lions at 8. We had them up as far as 8 last week. All right. At 7 at 7 and 7, which really you shouldn't do except we made an exception for these Detroit Lions. Yes, we did. When you're on As that much should. of a hot streak. Um, trying to 
think about any way that the Panthers can take this away. Love a home underdog. I just don't think I'm going there this time. I, you know, especially, you know, the Packers have a long road to the playoffs. And if there's one team that knocks them out, I want it to be the Lions. So I'm really rooting for this week 18 Lions versus Packers for the playoffs. I'm trying to get tickets to that game, FYI. I kind of want to. I I want to as well, especially (laughs) watching that Monday night game. I was like, I need to go to a Lambo game at night. Like that just. Oh, yeah. Special. I don't and that game, the the time be. hasn't been determined for that game yet. Exactly. And if it is a big matchup, they have to put it at night, right? They have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You would. Yes. Or at least there's, afternoon game. At least gonna, afternoon. There's probably going to be a few candidates, but this one's got to be high up the list now. Um, you, you know, people would want to see that. Well, I mean, depending on how these games go, you know, Detroit's going to have to win. Green Bay is going to have to win. That happens. Yes. Boom night game um uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna baby juice the detroit lions because you know jeremy's beautiful oh yeah yes um now that that game's done real quick update jags just scored a field goal it's 16-3 no about halfway through the third looking good looking good for us looking good for us next game Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the New England Patriots. Cincinnati kind of feels locked in. Patriots are definitely scratching and clawing in that wild card picture. Bengals playing on consecutive road games. Patriots, like, are they scarred mentally from how they lost that game against the Raiders (laughs) last week? Do you think they carry that with them, or is there? They've is there... had some big losses this year, big close losses. Minnesota was another one that was right there that they lost. Obviously, Vegas. Um, I would say yes. I'm sure there. There's a lot of thinking in the back of their head uh, about that and what could have been. What? But they're also been? playing the Bengals right now, and I don't think that matters. Don't think it matters, huh? Against the Bengals, who are a top five team in the league, I don't think it matters. Running through the injury report. I don't uh, think it matters. Uh, uh, Sam Hubbard looks to be out for this game. Kind of a – maybe not a stat sheet stuffer, but definitely a a vocal locker room guy. Other side, it's nothing. You know, Ramondre Stevenson's questionable. He seems to be their only real, like, mover on on that offense i i believe stevenson is playing damian harris i think is trending out harris or stevenson is in i like that i like hearing that from what i've from what i've read so far um so and then yeah Bengals. you know some other defensive injuries to some starters but not like impact guys patriots obviously have their issues on offense injuries or not Bengals favored by three Three whole points. Yeah. Three not and a half. Three not Bang, and a half points. Bang, Bengals fair by three at New England. Seth. You pretty much said it. Oh, Bengals all the way. Yeah. I you know, Patriots, they're they're not a bad team. 
Um, there's just a very inconsistent offense. One week, Mac Jones will throw for 400, and then the next week he'll be 13 for 31 like he was. Bengals are just too hot right now, too good. Defense is playing very well. Offense looks unstoppable. Yeah, Bengals, Bengals are going to put up points, I think. Only one team hotter in the National Football League than the Detroit Lions, and that is your Cincinnati Bengals. Give me the Bengals and not even a question. Bengals minus three. You're absolutely correct. Man, I'm really going against my home underdog rule so far this week. But, you know, the two hottest teams in the league are on the road favored. You got to ride the hot hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely do. Jaguars are another one that's really hot right now. And I couldn't, you know, I wanted to pick the home underdog. And then I didn't get the chance to, which was probably good for me. So, uh, yeah, the way this game is going, 100%. Moving on, next game, and yet another home underdog to make a decision on. The Buffalo Bills traveling to the Windy City. Chicago Bears. Bill's trying to lock up the top seed. I think they're only a game away. Do I have that right? Bills? Maybe two games away, technically, if controlling their own destiny. Uh... They got the Chiefs. They got the Chiefs on their back, but. What are the Chiefs? 10 and 4? Hold on. We'll get you. Bills are 11 and 3. Chiefs are 11 and 3. So there you go. Oh. All right, so it's still very much neck and neck there. And then who won the? How do I not remember who won that matchup? Bills Chiefs. Who won? They play each other this year. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, Uh, Bills on the road beat the Chiefs by four, so they have that head to head. You're gonna want. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna want to. You know, Kansas City. Well, they both have kind of rather easy matchups this week. You're going to want to win this game. That's all it is. You want to go on the road. You want to win this game. Give yourself that comfort. Knowing you have that tiebreaker, even if the Chiefs win alongside you, is good for the Bills. They're going to play their hearts out all the way to the end. Did you see Von Miller came out uh, yesterday or today? And he's like, look, I don't want to fire up the Bills fans, but I, I mean, I could... I could be back in three weeks after a torn ACL. Like this, this guy's a madman, or he's just full of you know <laughs> crap. But yeah, hey, I don't blame him. I mean, they, you you did fire up the Bills fans just by saying that. Um, however, Buffalo favored by eight and a half on the road. Um, you know, Bears fighting for that fighting for that uh fighting to keep that second pick in the draft right now you have to imagine um they're bills fighting the, for near worst that's what you're saying yes second worst bills play the bengal's next week um after being the dolphins last week uh this kind of looks like that trap game that that sandwich in the middle two big matchups and there might be just looking past them to the bengal's there could be something to that um or does Josh Allen just put up a ton of points and silence the haters? Keep them rolling. What do you think, Seth? Bills by eight and a half. Give me the Bills. <laughs> not even a question. Uh, no, it's really not. I mean, 
The Bears are fun to watch. I should say Justin Fields is fun to watch. He'll be playing. The Bills are too good. Bills are too good. That offense is too good. I I get the I get the trap game. And this would this would obviously define a trap game. But uh, nobody's slowing down the Bills right now. Nobody is. And the and the Bears just do not have the offensive firepower to keep up. Give me the Bills. Bill, uh, this to me should be the juice of the week. I just don't know if Jeremy is brave enough to pick the Bills. He likes Justin Fields and the Bears too much. And maybe maybe you do too. I don't know. Um, I was uh I got bullied out of picking the Bears last week. Really should have stuck with them. I felt it. I felt them keeping it close against the Eagles at home. Coming into this week, no Chase Claypool. Darnell Mooney's out for the year. Equinemius St. Brown has a concussion. You're left with Nikhil Harry and uh, Cole Komet. You know. Uh, other side, Bills are pretty banged up on defense. However, this is one thing that should be said. It looks like Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver, Boogie Basham, Jordan Phillips, all question marks. It, uh, Jordan Poyer looks good. I think Stefan Diggs just had a, a veterans rest day today. Yes. Um, but still, like it's something to be said. So it really is. It's it's going to be Justin Fields running for his life. He has learned to turn some of those into big gains. Yes. You know, find a way to score points. But I think, uh, you know, good against middling to maybe high mid teams. Not against the Bills. If there's a powerhouse in the league, it's the Buffalo Bills. So give me the Bills minus eight and a half. I agree. And man... Were the Steelers the smart team in that trade? Offered a second-round pick by the Bears and the Packers, and they figured the Bears would have the the higher overall pick there. And, man, were they ever right. Are the Packers even in the top ten anymore? No, they're – I think they're they're going right around that 14, 15 – yeah, 16 range. Yeah. No, smart on the Steelers. And good for the Packers that they didn't do it because I'm not sure that would have helped. That no, much. the way Claypool, I mean, granted, he's on a very different offense. But, yeah, he's been so inconsistent for the Bears and he's been hurt. I think, yeah, I think at best he'd be finally starting to get his footing in the next week or two in a complicated offense if you didn't get injured, which he did couple weeks ago with the Chicago Bears. So and we didn't you know, need it with the emergence of Watson. We didn't need it. Yeah. Watson, Dobbs back. You know, that seems to be the dynamic duo going forward. Of course we found a way to make a Bears game about the Packers. That is <laughs> when they play in the Packers. Of course we did. Sorry to the viewers or listeners. Um but it's just it's really just not in the cards for the Bears this week. It's Buffalo coming to town. It's like it, as a Bears fan, I think you go to the game and enjoy watching Josh Allen pick your team apart. I like would. Just I almost want to drive to Chicago game. on Saturday. Just so you, you just have Josh to accept Allen. your. I I don't know, Seth. There was a viral video of them pushing a Packers fan down the stairs. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Was that a Packers fan? 
he was he was wearing an Eagles hat, a Packers shirt, and a Bears scarf. And I guess he was just being loud and obnoxious on you know in a, in the bleachers in the higher level, and just got you, threw down a flight of stairs. I, I saw the video. I couldn't tell. Did you see? Speaking of that, yeah. kind of song along the same line. Uh, the Bengals fans at the Packers game on Monday. Uh, no, I you didn't, didn't see that. them, huh? They no. were front row. I I don't know where I don't know if it was fifty yard line or whatnot, but there was a I saw a screenshot picture of them. Two Bengals fans at the Packers game Monday night, just hanging out, not just hanging, just hanging out. Like, hey, let's go to Lambo. Why not? That's well, I mean, that's true. Again, like a Lambo night game, um, especially when they're not playing your team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Shoot, I w- I would do that. I'd, In I'd the snow that. and the elements, you you know, you're getting that frozen tundra. What would be since obviously our home team is Lambo, what would be that stadium that you would do like a night game travel to just to watch the game play? Would it be Buffalo? Is it just a Buffalo game? I that's tough. Just a I random inc- inconsequential game in the middle of the season, maybe later season. What's a game that you're traveling to or what's a what's a home team you're traveling to to watch? I think KC would be fun. Arrowhead. That's true. Arrowhead would be a good one. I would like uh, Heinz Field. Pittsburgh would also be fun. It's, uh, well, it, excuse me. It's Acrisure Stadium. So oh, my apologies. Uh, the Link, whatever that's called these days. I don't know if you ever want to go to that place. You you go there wearing Eagles gear, and that's. I was just gonna say, I'll I'll probably I'll probably have a Packers shirt or jersey on. uh, Throw an Eagles jersey over it. Don't even wear the Packers. They'll sniff that out, Seth. (laughs) Don't even. It's like a dog. Just sniff. Yeah. Uh, Those would probably be my top three. Buffalo would be right there as well, though. Got it. Um, But Arrowhead would probably be my choice. Yeah, I think. you know, just I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to snag some Lakers at Timberwolves tickets just to get to watch LeBron uh, one time in my life huh. live. I'm thinking maybe along that same lines, I might get a Tom Brady, get a Tampa Bay hmm. ticket. You go down to sure. Florida, you know, it's not too cold. Yeah. It's kind of middling 60 degrees. It's going to be Miami. Like we'll get to that game. It's going to be like about 60 degrees. So that'd be a fun thing to do. Go see the Tampa Bay. I mean, again, they suck, but it's like you get to, you know, you get to watch Tom Brady one time in your life. Why that not? is true. That is true. <clears throat> so, regardless, Some yeah, we'll see. Would enjoy that. We'll see what, uh, yeah, right. Definitely not half of this podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll see what uh, Jeremy says on this one. It's a little less sure what uh, he would do, but we're going to baby juice the Buffalo Bills. Seth, we've only disagreed on one game. So let's uh, knock that shit off, huh? All right. Uh-huh. Next game. Next game, we got the Houston Texans traveling to the Tennessee Titans in an AFC South matchup in a game that the Titans oh so desperately need. And what probably the best time for it, really? Speak of the devil, Owen. And he shall appear. The man, the myth, the legend has arrived. Everybody welcome the newly appointed 
the newly appointed it's like trying to introduce somebody and they're not walking on stage right now <laughs> the curtains are opening and no one's there he's disappeared we'll find <laughs> him again he's he's still joining i don't know what happened just need some elevator music uh anyways uh as we wait for Jeremy is is getting ready to pop in, um. But as he gets in, Owen wants you. <laughs> okay. uh... Titans, tight. Okay, Houston at the Titans. Titans really need this game. Jaguars are coming for that division title with a vengeance, and this is the best time for the Titans to be able to play the worst team in the league to get a win back, get some ground. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. he's talking gibberish in the chat right now. Um, you know, make some ground, start some momentum, you know, get something rolling. Cause I believe the Titans end the year in Jacksonville, which is a game you do not want to be uh coming in behind on. Uh I just want to update the Jags Jets game real quick. Yep. They have benched Zach Wilson. For, I don't even know who this guy is. Seveler? I don't know. Their fourth quarterback. Oh, because Joe Flacco got. Joe Flacco's hurt as well. Their fourth string quarterback, whoever that is. Number 15. He's not Tim Tebow, though. Streveler? Steve Streveler? Yes. Streveler? That sounds right. He's currently in the game. He played for somebody recently. Jeremy, it is good Which to one? see. Oh, the other one's gone. I thought there was two of me for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's good to, to see your face, my friend. It's good to be back, boys. Well, yeah, we're not we're not even halfway through the games yet, so you have plenty of time. I I, I will say that uh, maybe we should pick up the pace a little bit. Okay, we'll try. Uh, no, we don't have to, Seth. That sweatshirt of yours, I want to sit on here for the next three hours and look at that damn thing, okay? Okay. Why don't you, why don't you show <clears throat> the rest of the sweater, Seth? We got Aaron Rodgers' face on it, and it says Rodgers. I was hoping, but it's, I wish. Yeah. I, I, you know, one day. But this is pretty good, too. <laughs> little SpongeBob I, thing, I was going to say, I think the only thing I could do it better is if it was the juice is loose, but otherwise, it's pretty good. Oh, get the t shirt. Kool-Aid man and, and a, sweater. Yeah, a Christmas sweater. That's the Ooh, nice that's idea. a good combo. That could sell. Listeners would buy that, wouldn't you? Put them on the shop. We'll figure I would. Out. Sweaters. To jump right in, Jeremy, we'll catch you up in a bit. But uh, just mid-conversation here, we have the Houston Texans traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Just want to reiterate, again, what I was saying about the Titans. Jaguars are coming for that division title with a vengeance. And what a better time. For the Titans to face the worst team in the league, start to build some momentum, get a lead back in the division, really cap it off before you uh, face the Jaguars at Jacksonville to finish the season. Titans are favored by three and a half points at home this week. Only three and a half points, which is crazy. The lowly Texans were the worst team in the league. Exactly. There's a decision to be made here. Titans in jeopardy, playing for their lives. Oh, Owen, I don't know if you mentioned, Tannehill's out. 
Tannehill looks to be out for the rest of the year. I did not yes. mention it. I should have. That is my fault. Malik Willis leading them to the promised land. This game started at Titans minus five. Once that news came in, dropped down to minus three and a half. That being said, Seth, start this off. Titans minus three and a half. What do you think? Um, You know, as low as the Titans have been lately, and now no Tannehill, and it's all Malik Willis, the Willis era has begun in Tennessee. I guess. You could say it. Is Tannehill gone? Who knows? Uh, he might be. He might be. This is this is uh, Willis's chance to shine. Give me the Tennessee Titans. Oh boy! I uh, they played earlier this year, the night before uh, Halloween. Now they're playing Christmas Eve day. They like these holiday games, holiday Eve games, I should say. Uh, yeah. Get get. Give me the. The Titans, I think this will be ugly, but Derrick Henry, you got to ride Derrick Henry. And, uh, you know, maybe they get a, a nice little rushing attack with Willis back there as well, who can move around a bit too. Titans' and, uh, tried and true strategy, or Seth's tried and true strategy of picking the best player to cover the game. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Titans firmly. For Seth, Jeremy, how are you thinking? What are you feeling? I'll start with what I'm feeling. Okay. I'm feeling like this young Texas team is feisty. Shiesty. Shiesty. Davy Mills at the helm. Mills Mafia. and the boys. Peach, was it, is it Petrie? 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 Whatever his name is. Petrie, Petrie, I believe. Petrie, I thought Petri so. dish out there. Ah. Damien Pierce is, Pierce is out for this game too, right? <clears throat> he is. He's out for the year, I believe. Is he not as well? I think they're either – I think they're just kind of like slowing him down. I mean, you don't want to burn out your guy, especially the way even, he runs. Even more than that, <clears throat> I should also mention three of the Titans' four starting defensive linemen are out for this game. Doesn't matter because what I'm thinking is – what I'm feeling is the Texans are feisty, shysty, as Owen says. What I'm thinking is the Texans don't know how to lose games. <laughs> they know how to lose games to the point of, what are they, 1-11-1? Yes. 1-12-1, I believe. Yes. And all of these games are more than five points. They're like four points or more, right? So I got to take the Titans here. There's no way. I feel like, especially with Malik coming in, there's got to be some just stupid, you know. The one thing that scares me is when Willis was in earlier in the year, the Titans looked like they couldn't move the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that scares me. I think I got to take – you got to imagine they picked out – they figure out some type of RPO situation. And he's going against a go. lot worse defense too. You got to think of that. The Texans defense, so Seth, it's not that they're bad. They're just young. Titans are on a four-game skid. Jaguars are winning this division, boys, but the Titans win this game. I think it's happening. Give me – and boy, do I want to say Mills Mafia. Let's ride. But I'm not going to. Give me the Titans. Titans should be better than they are. Give them a game here to hopefully – 
potentially try to attempt to hold off the Jaguars coming for that title, which means Seth. The first, actually, second official. Second official juice. The juice is loose. Out of seven games, Seth and I have only disagreed on one, which is still not good. But we'll stick with this one. Jeremy, rapid fire catch up. You got five games to make up. Rapid fire. Real life rapid fire here. Giants at the Vikings. Vikings favored by three and a half. What do you got? Vikings. Saints at the Browns. Browns favored by two and a half. Browns. Detroit. Oh, I know. Detroit at Carolina. Detroit favored by two and a half. Detroit by a million. Damn. Pause that there. No, I know we're only a little over halfway now, probably. Uh, is this a juice of the week candidate? They were the De- they were the juice of the week last week. You talking Detroit Rock City? You betcha. I'd say they're an early leader in the clubhouse. They are an early leader. I would agree with that. Them <laughs> over the Vikings, you would say? 100%. I would agree with that. Cincinnati favored by three points at New England. Cincinnati... And I take you back, Owen, what wins in a fight, a panther or a lion? Gotta be the lion. Gotta be the lion. The king of the jungle. (laughs) The king of the freaking jungle. (laughs) Buffalo, minus eight and a half at Chicago. What was that line? Minus eight and a half on the road for Buffalo. To the Bears, Justin Fields currently without his mark for you. Yeah, Fields currently without his top three receivers. Mooney out for the year. Obviously, Claypool is out, and also uh, Equinemius. I think the one thing we forgot to mention uh, might help the Bears' offense a little bit. Running attack. I believe Kill Khalil Herbert will be making his return in this game. Finally, the better running back in Chicago. If I read that right, um, not sure I Khalil that Herbert <clears throat> might be returning. I'm going to look that one up just to uh, confirm. But from what, I, uh, what I've read is uh, he will. Jeez. Yes. Eight points. My gosh. Expected to return versus the Bills, they say. It's, it's in Chicago, right? Yes. I say nay. Oh, we, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you it. Say this, is why I say this is why I say nay. That's one of the five games this week that are negative like 10 or colder. That's right. I I think I got it here somewhere. Give me two seconds. Gents. Buffalo's used I to that. <clears throat> I don't think they're not. Seth, I don't think so. Because that Chicago cold is bitter cold. That's that like... North. Well, that northeast stuff is more of just like uh, snow, chilly, not not like frostbite because you're standing on a football field being a millionaire. I was about to say that Chicago has the lake effect, as if Buffalo doesn't have the lake effect. <laughs> they well, have so a they different. Have they have a different. They have a different lake effect, though. They got uh, the wind, sure. where Buffalo gets the snow. Right. Yeah, Buffalo's got that lake effect snow. Uh, but Chicago's got the wit. Seth, you're not wrong. Because you get those Arctic winds like crazy right through the Midwest. Plus you got Soldier Field literally right on the lake. Like right on on the water. 
I flew over that one point in time. Um, I was there God, one I can't point believe... in time. Were you? Oh, yeah, I saw oh. Skrillex perform. I didn't actually go to a Beers game. <laughs> Skrillex. <laughs> wouldn't dare subject himself to a Bears game. No, wouldn't do that. I cannot believe I, lo- I lost this dang screenshot. No, it, it was. was uh, I, I think, think it, it was uh, with windchill. It was it was single digits. I don't know if it was below zero, but I believe it was. I single thought digits. I seen they were all below. Maybe it was there all below five degrees. Regardless. Well, I mean, it's like it's all this stuff we're getting right now. This whole Midwest like breeze coming in from, you know, the West. Combine that with the lake chilliness. I think that's a double cold, cold double as hell whammy. So that's fair. But Jeremy confirming. He wants Chicago. Plus eight. It's not that I want. It's not that I want Chicago. It's just that. Uh, you don't think that. You don't think that the Bills will pull ahead that much because not enough points get scored. That's what your idea is. I think it's going to be. It's going to be a well. Listening to the Eagles players talk after the game, like Jalen said flat out, like, "Hey, it was it was almost hard to grip the ball." You he know, looked like he was. Ball. I mean, he <laughs> obviously got injured, but he looked like he was like hurting. On every every time he got hit. Well, so and then uh, who was it? I listened to a bunch of Eagles players talk this week. Uh, Jalen, I want to say, oh yeah, Jason Kelsey. He was talking on the the New Heights pod with Travis. Yeah, and he made the comment about how just snapping the ball is so different because it's just a rock. Yeah. Oh, and you, I'm sure you remember from being you know in high school football. Now, obviously, we didn't really play until like this time of the year, but when the when it gets cold, the, the, that ball turns into a rock, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it hurts to get hit by that fucker in the arm. You know what I mean? Yes, it does. Fair yeah, enough. Give me, give me the. I don't. I just. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win this, but I think Fields has got enough mobility to make this interesting. The Bears got enough rushing and defensive attack to keep this keep slow. it a one possession game. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and I just I think it's going to be kind of a trimmed down offensive game because especially if you get the wind, you're not going to want to be slinging that rock around. Literal rock. So we didn't juice every one of them, Seth. We got three. So give me one time worth three. Oh. Uh, trifecta. The juice is loose. On mini, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, and Cincinnati. We disagreed. Uh, Jeremy picked the Browns. So I'm solo on the Saints, and Jeremy's solo on the Bears. You're solo all- on the Aints, huh? I Holy I just I don't like I don't like the Browns. I don't think the Browns are very you good. Crazy MF. You know, part of it's probably just that I really need the Aints to lose some games to make, to make that draft pick a little higher. But uh <laughs> yeah, that's probably part of it. <laughs> isn't isn't New Orleans like kind of limited on guys right now? Oh, looks to be out. We were going through it, yes. Um yeah. but uh you know, bro, I just don't think the Browns are. Just they don't have a receiver to throw offense. to because Landry's gone, Olave's gone, Thomas is gone. Alvin Kamara and the man Juwan Johnson. That's all I was going to say, awesome. but you got Juwan Johnson. That's all that matters. Let's not let's not get crazy. Landry hasn't really played all year, even when he's exactly. on the field. Um, but uh, I will say, I guess my one thing to you, Owen, to try to sway you is, you got to imagine the the Browns' offense gets better every week as they get used to the rapist himself throwing the football around. Jesus, and then. There's just Thera- too much. The therapist, talent. is that what you said? Yeah, the massage therapist. My, my bad. And then uh, the thing about it is that Browns defense is so talented, regardless. And it yes. has played better. It has played better. Yeah. Hey, Jadavian Clowney's out. That's all I need to see. Moving on. 
Is Adoree Jackson out though? Yes, we did confirm. He's also that. out. He is confirmed out. Sleepers. <laughs> Next Take game. Me back last year. Next game, we got the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs in what could be a bloodbath with the struggling Seahawks. Chiefs are winning games, but they've, you know, they've looked off, I would say. They, I mean, they're scoring points. Defenses, defenses, I don't know. Seth and I had this argument, not argument, but conversation last pod where it's like, are the Chiefs scoring so much that the other team's getting so many possessions and making the defense look worse than they actually are? Or is the defense actually taking a step back? That's the question here. Seattle. What's the answer? Ah, uh, well, will you tell me? <laughs> Seattle. That was for the listeners to decide. Fully struggling the past few games, both sides of the ball. Must win for the Seahawks. Tough place to play in Arrowhead, though. As much as the Chiefs have defensive questions, the Seahawks have become one of those beat him down defenses, even with Pro Bowler as a rookie, Tariq Woolen. Does Patrick Mahomes show up and light him up? Kansas City favored by 10 points at home, Jeremy. Kansas City by 10 at home? Holy a full crap. double digits. This is another one of those cold games that I am struggling to find right now. Largest line of the game, or line of the week, <clears throat> I should say. 10 points. What was it again? 10? 10. 10. 10. 10. 10 even. I say nay. He says I think, uh, nay. What? Whoa. Picking against I Big Red. I say nay. I'm is not that the first time this year? He will win the game. One of these animals is chewing on something. I don't know what it is. He will win the game, but it, there's just 10 points is a lot, especially on a Seattle team that plays to their opponents. That's a fair point. Fair point. Seth, how do you feel? I get it, uh, but I don't agree. Uh, big red all the way. As you know what they say, if you don't chew big red, then fuck F you. you. Oh, okay. oh I said it. <laughs> he said it. He said it. He said it. I should have uh, opened with this. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? What were you going to say? Maybe it'll sway me. And maybe it will. I should have opened with this. Kenneth Walker officially playing on Saturday for the Seahawks. Uh, don't matter. Which um, in the past few games without him has been their struggling point. You're not wrong. Um, he definitely makes a difference. Uh, but Seattle's defense has really fallen off from what it was earlier this year. Um, and actually, statistically right now, they are one of the worst defenses in the league. Casey obviously can put up points. Give me Casey. I think this will be a high-scoring game. What's the over/under on this? This one it, that almost I'll interests get that me more. That is a that is a interesting one for sure. 49, 49 and a half points, possibly the highest of the week as well. I would take the over on that one as well. Damn, I think this right. will be a high-scoring game. Fair enough. Uh, I should say Tyler Lockett officially ruled out kind of an impact player. They had a couple other starters, not as you know, a lineman and someone else also ruled out. But uh, yeah, the biggest one, I think you take that if you get Kenneth Walker back, because that is the driving force on this offense. 
And uh, for that fact, give me KC to win by seven, meaning Seattle covers. Give me the Seattle cover. So I'm lone wolfing that one. Is that what you're telling me? Unfortunately, I was surprised you were lone wolfing it. I almost was second-guessing myself with the Seattle pick. I'm glad I'm not lone wolfing it, though. I'm not confident enough in it. Seth, you I, I, I'm. I'll take the easy point here, then. That's what that says. Easy point? Ooh. I'll take the easy point. We'll see. Set well, and here I was almost gonna go with the mantra like anyone Green Bay needs to lose, I'm gonna pick against just for the hype factor or the belief factor, the little superstitious factor. Logically, though, the Kenneth Walker being back, Casey not really dominating opponents in the past couple of weeks, give me a single digit game. That's all we need here. Single digits, that's all. But I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the the gumption, Seth. You have that's all. Gumption, the gumption. If there's anything about Seth that I wish to tell the viewers about listeners, it's he Bubba has gumption. gumption. The gumption this man has is uncalculable. Uncalculable. Nice. Thank you. Atlanta traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. Atlanta struggled mightily on offense in Desmond Ritter's first game for three and a half quarters, and then all of a sudden it looked really good. That look, that man had signs of a starting quarterback in the NFL. Seth, that's your guy. How'd you feel? Not good, Owen. Not good. Like you said, three and a half quarters. Um, you know, a little garbage time there. I'm. It's also one game. Not going to put a lot of into that uh, in a really kind of a weak offense right now without pits out there and stuff like that. I just don't, I don't put a lot into this game. Um, and against a, a good defense in Baltimore, I feel like you will probably struggle again. Now you haven't given us the line or any of that good stuff. So I'll hold off. Uh, but I, I'm leaning one way. One way and one way only. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed that Lamar is out, and I think Snoop Huntley cleared to play. I, th- I believe it's he's officially starting this game against Atlanta. Yes, he, he is. You know, again, we talked about that NFC South picture, which is just a cluster. But, again, Atlanta only a game behind in that race. Baltimore, also only a game behind in its own race, but I think, at least in our minds, we're kind of the Bengals are just in a league of their own in that division. At least, um, you kind of just have to slot the Ravens in there in the wild card spot somewhere, especially because they have what they're nine and five, nine and four, nine and four. They're in a pretty good. Baltimore spot. nine and five, nine and five. They're in a pretty good spot. But uh, you need to win one of these games, uh, and hopefully you can win one before Lamar comes back. Um, this is the right one to do it. Baltimore favored by six and a half at home. Jeremy. Give me that line one more time. <clears throat> Atlanta at Baltimore. Baltimore favored by six and a half. I should say injury report for the 
the Ravens does not look good overall. Cordero Patterson looks to be the only one questionable for the Falcons. Um, otherwise, you got Lamar, obviously, uh, Marcus Peters, Morgan Moses, Justin Houston, Kevin Zeitler, J.K. Dobbins, Jason Pierre-Paul, Calais Campbell, Ronnie Stanley, Devin Duvernay, all questionable. It's the Battle of the Birds. Here's what I say. Here's what say I. What say you? Oh, I found the tweet <laughs> of the cold games. Man, I was digging hard. This is one of them. Opening of the Ravens-Falcons game is seven degrees. Nice. Oh, Falcons is, are not. I did read that tweet now that I remember that. There are quite field, a few. There's Field Yates. There is one, two, three, four, games. five, six games. This is the warmest of the six at seven degrees. Nice. Um, if J.K. Dobbins has 125 yards on the ground and 9.6 yards to carry, the Ravens run up. Run away with this game. Not even close. Also, on the Falcons side of thing, if Ritter throws for 97 yards, they're getting absolutely fucking slacked. Like, blown out. <laughs> destroyed. I'm going to bet that. So I'll take the Ravens. I don't remember what you said the line was on, but I don't think it matters. I'm going to take the Ravens. Six and a half is a little high. It is a little high, I think. It makes Six you question. Yep. It makes Dude, you question, you said, Owen. It I thought you, you said question. four and a half. Six and a half. It's just I a touchdown. That's just a touchdown. The Ravens didn't even score a touchdown last week, huh? <laughs> well, they will this week. Man. Yeah, if you're not going to take them, pretty... I'm going to take them. Give me Baltimore. I, I... – I agree with Seth because I, I think the cold is going to play a lot more effect into all of these games than people even understand. Um, give me Baltimore because, I mean, it's easier to run the ball than it is to throw the ball in the cold. So. And Baltimore, Baltimore's defense is too good. Um, I think, like I said before, I think Ritter's going to struggle again in this game. Baltimore is a top, top-tier defense right now, uh, as they always are. And uh, like Jeremy said, they're just going to run the ball against a bad running defense in Atlanta. Yeah, I not confident enough to say a juice of the week, but I'm very no. confident that Baltimore covers this. Well yeah. you're not you might not even take Atlanta or Baltimore. So I'm gonna take Baltimore. I just I don't love the line. I think they they've you know any tips or hints or tricks that I'd like to pull and feel confident about the Ravens and I think they factored into the line. Think it's it's right there. Uh, it'd take a lot for me to pick uh, Atlanta, but uh, I, I just more confident in Baltimore. It's you know again, it's just the points that get me. Go ahead and say it. The juice is loose. Baltimore Ravens. Moving on to the next game. NFC East divisional rival of Mr. Shimko's Washington Commanders. We are Commanders. Bum ba dum bum bum bum. Oh, sorry, my bad. I was I'm I'm looking looking at sorry, I was looking at I was looking at the details of the game. It's past. And you know what? It's even fine (laughs) because we were Commanders fans a couple weeks ago, no longer. 
Lose them all, Washington. Washington traveling to San Francisco. Francisco. Recently, Pro Bowl snubbed Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy, you mean? Charge. Well, yeah. You could also say. Uh, tough trip for Washington, <laughs> obviously. Uh, San Francisco coming into this game at home with four extra days of rest after playing a Thursday game. Washington struggling on offense. And, uh, I mean, that 49ers defense, guys, uh, that they look fast. Huh? If there's they anyone make... that's ever looked like Troy Palomalu more, uh, I'd love to hear it because that Hufunga character, that man is a joy to watch. Bad man. He bad is a man. bad man. I, obviously, and that's not even talking about Nick Bosa, possibly the best player in the NFL, at least on the defensive side right now. Probably in the lead for the defensive player of the year after a little bit of fall off from Mike Parsons. Does the 49ers defense shine against this commander's team? Great viral video with the Pro Bowl announce- announcements, though. Tress Way and Jeremy Reeves, I believe. I don't know if you guys seen that. I did not. I've seen the Reeves one. Yeah, that was that was a great video. Intel Big Cock Brock hosts your team on a Saturday That's afternoon. That's it. San Francisco favored by seven points, Seth. At home. Seven. Seven. I'll take it. I figured you would, Seth. (laughs) Like you said earlier, Owen, my Packers fandom needs Washington to lose, and they are just not in the same ballpark as the Niners are. Niners are uh, by far and away a better team. And it's not, like I've said before, it's not so much the Niners' offense. I still have questions about Brock Purdy, uh, and they most likely won't be answered in this game. Washington has a has a solid defense, good defense. Um, but w- with how good wa- San Francisco's defense is, you just don't need him to do much out there. And uh, with CMC back there as well. Yeah, I, it's just it's just easy pickings right now for for San Francisco. Give me yeah, give me San Fran all the way. Jeremy, easy pickings he says. Easy pickings. Oh, and give it's me that line one more time, just to be easy safe. like Sunday morning. Easy San Francisco minus seven at home. San Fran by easy like San Francisco. Minus seven you know, it's <clears throat> easy like Sunday morning on a Saturday. Um, Afternoon. By a full tutty. Man. Washington also traveling the entire distance across the country. Of the entire globe? Yes. They should They travel the world. They, they should just all... go east until they go west, Owen. Well, um, fall, they, the earth is flat, so they'll fall off the side. Don't want to do that. Flat earthers all around the globe. All right, Kyrie. Says. <laughs> Let's you know, turn this into a flat earth society podcast. Can't do it. I would be gone so quick. <laughs> I'm sorry, flat earthers out there. I just, 
cannot speak on that. I am here to talk <laughs> Eagles football. Um, <laughs> two weeks in a row, almost three weeks in a row, the Washington Comanches give up 20 points. Two weeks in a row, they don't win the game. Yeah, they're going to lose. <laughs> I just – I don't – you know, to go back on what something you said, I don't think McCaffrey was snapped. Personal opinion, I don't. Honest, well, I mean, uh, everyone was saying he was, but it's like, you know, there was – it wasn't that good with Carolina at the beginning. There was a little no. transition period. He's been good off and on for sure with San Francisco. They need him. But, uh, it's the old purpose yeah, yards. That's the big thing Yeah, and right I, now. And I think there's been three better running backs in the NFC this year. Like, that's – For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I don't think he was a snub. David Montgomery. Was... Nope, definitely not. AJ Dillon. No, definitely not. <laughs> Tell me how flat that earth is, stuff. Um, <laughs> anyways, like a pancake. Give, give me the San Francisco 49ers. This is probably going to be some semi-low scoring affair, but they're going to for sure win by by a touchdown. I could see this being like 28-20, you know. I shouldn't say low scoring, but obviously it's not going to get out of hand on either side. But Washington does have the defensive line to make this spicy, especially for a guy like Purdy that's probably not gone up like up against anything like that. Now he did just shell shock the Bucks, But I don't think this, the Bucks have the horses up front that Washington does. Not many teams do. But the thing about it is Washington's depth up, up front isn't that wild. And, uh, I mean, Sanford's got a decent line. But it could be it could get interesting up front. That's where I say it's probably 28 to 20 or something. Give it to me. Niners. And give it to me as well. Go ahead for it, Seth. The juice is loose. San Francisco almost feels a little too easy in this one. And I'm a little bit worried. I've been trying to come to grips with why it's only seven at home. Is this um, a juice of the week candidate? I think for sure it's a candidate. Um, seven points is a little high for a juice of the week candidate, but still, um, I th- I think the line should be more. So I'm trying to figure out what they're going with, and I think maybe with a defense as talented and calculated. As the 49ers, maybe you just need someone unpredictable like Taylor Heineke. You know, maybe you just need some someone who's just gonna mess it all up where he's gonna oh, be where was, you don't think he's gonna be. That was my one thought, like as I was thinking about the Comanche's offense, is Heineke is the type of like backyard bullshit football player to like make it interesting as hell. So that's exactly. that would be my one worry is that this game will drag out into the fourth and then it'll end up being like a touchdown and some more points, you know. So that's where, like, the, that's where the my only question mark is. But other than that, I just think San Francisco, top of the line right now, as good as it gets, and Washington is, you know, kind of surprised some people there mid season and maybe took a step or two down in the past couple of weeks. Uh, give me San Francisco. Moving on, next game, the one we've all been waiting for. And I will talk a little bit about it before I throw it to the fanatic himself. Eagles at Cowboys. The Eagles, for the first time this year, are being forced to play a quarterback at quarterback. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, 
non-throwing shoulder. Am I correct? Dis- disrespectful, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, get your facts straight. He is a throwing quarterback. Third of all, get your facts straight again. It is throwing running shoulder. back. It is his non non-throwing shoulder. It is or, his throwing shoulder. Oh, that sucks even worse. Okay. Do it now. It's what was the strained, AC strained shoulder? Just a sprained strained shoulder, shoulder which being, is kind of like yep. a general term, right? It could be a few different things at that point. It is right? being made out to um, be a minor injury. Let me take over for two seconds, Owen. Dig it. In my opinion, it is a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I want to rest my quarterback. I'm not going to lie. If there's a game, the most important of the last three games right now, the NFL would hate me for saying this, but is the game against the Aints because we need them to lose games to make our draft capital better. And here's here, hear me out real quick. We need to win one of our final three games that's to true. lock in the one seed. Dallas needs to lose one of their final games to help us lock in our one seed. But we only need one of those two things to happen, not both, to my understanding. Exactly. But the most important game for us is not this game on Christmas Day, sadly for the NFL. But, no, I will say, yeah, I I find it to be a blessing in disguise to see him sit down a game, um, maybe bring him back for the Aints put up a 50 burger and then sit him down again for the giants. Um, probably sit down everybody for the giants. Did you say the line yet? Nope. Uh, I just want to say, we'll, we will dive a little deeper into this one and we will quickly go through four of the remaining five, uh, games on the list. But since we talked about it on Tuesday, Jeremy, and you brought it up now, Jalen hurts, obviously resting for this one. You said you wanted some rest for your quarterback. If it's a minor injury, that kind of helps in the fact that you're probably playing him the final two games. But how much rest? How much rest do you actually want him to get? Because you're resting him now. You said maybe one of the final two games, and then you have a first round bye. Is that's a lot of rhythm you're losing because they 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 had a lot going for them, and then all of a sudden you take you it's a little bit choppy here the next four weeks until you finally host a playoff game against someone like uh i don't know the bucks or the cowboys Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah um or the green bay Packers. i don't think it'd be i'd have to look at it. i think <laughs> the bucks has been the team that keeps on getting reference it likely the bucks but yeah. yeah the question ultimately is how much rest is too much rest yes if they sit him down from this point on he sits for a month yes that's that's too much rest. If you're injured, um, it makes sense. But are you doing too much at that point? I think Jalen would be the first person to tell you he is not injured. Right. He is sore. What um, was that Jordan Maialata quote? He was like, uh, "That that's that dude's a tough guy." I try, I went up to him and I told him to stay down, and uh, he so, just looked at me, pick me the fuck up. There's the there's the written quote, which is that, and then there's Jordan actually giving the quote as he was talking to Ike Reese and uh, Elliot Shore Parks. And uh, it's funny because he, he definitely makes a PG for those guys. But uh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said that, you know, they're used to seeing, you know, obviously everybody gets knocked down, gets back up. But how slow he got up is what they all noticed. Now, here's the deal. That happened with a quarter and a half left to play. The very next play, he hits a dime to A.J. Brown. Like literally. All of – pretty much – I want to say probably 75% of his big throws came after that 
that injury, quote unquote. He was listed as playing until this morning, basically, right? It's been questionable until this morning. Um, but like I said, I personally look at it as kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, I will say I am uber confident in winning this game with Gardner. Minshew magic. Minshew mania. Oh. Anyway. Brother. Brother. Um, so I'll Did... give you guys a stat real quick. Okay. There's been five recent games dating back to 2018 where a backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles has came in and won that game. Backup quarterbacks in Philly are undefeated in the last five years, okay, dating back to 2018. Can you guess them quarterbacks? Kevin Cobb. Nick Franchise and Gardner Minshew. Okay. Seth, you just looked lost, so I thought I'd help you. The Um, only name that popped in my head was Foles. Yeah, Foles was second. I just like saying Kevin Franchise. Sorry, my bad. I'll give you something funny. Nikki Franchise is starting this week for the Colts. Yes, he is. So the juju is in the air, okay? Dougie Peterson started it off last week. Nick Foles is continuing with Gardner. We ready. That's all I'll say. I will tell you one thing that I will add to this that I thought was like would have been an uber power move, but a huge slap in the face to the NFL. One of the Eagles beat writers said, why not just sit down the whole starting lineup for this game? Damn. Why that's not? Like, uh, that's like picking your fantasy team with all your good players have the same buy. So you're guaranteed to one lose one game and then good for the rest. So this is what I'll say. He was the guy making the argument that this game is just as meaningless as the game against the Giants. The most meaningful game is the Saints game. And I agree with him. I totally do. Now, don't get me wrong. You always want to beat your division rivals. But when it's late in the year like this, it gets goofy. Um, I If I was to place money on the next three games, I assume we go into this one with Gardner. I assume, depending on how it looks, we go into next week with Jalen, and then we go into the Giants' straight backups. Now, I think that goes WWW. I think they're all dubs. Okay, so in that, and just to put a nice little neat bow on this, so Seth can uh... – air his uh, grievances with your opinion. Expound upon this. Dallas minus four at home. You're picking Philadelphia. I don't pick anything else, Owen. I pick winners. <laughs> Seth, don't mess this up. Seth, go ahead. Dallas minus four at home. Uh, Dallas, all the way. Um, what a goddamn joke. <laughs> uh, 100% I'm taking Dallas uh, without Jalen Hurts. Why, Seth? Philadelphia's offense runs through the running game. Gardner Minshew cannot run like Jalen Hurts can run. He can move, though. He can boogie a little bit. He can move. You're not wrong. But he's not Jalen Hurts. He can scoot, but he can't stride. Seth? He can't score. Seth, there is no one like Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Exactly my point. And also, Dallas... Their record at home this year is seven and one. Hey, hey, this game's so at what's home. The, what's the Eagles' record on away right now? Uh, seven and zero. Seven and zero. Oh, that's that's wild. It doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, so it's a different if team. That, hey, if that doesn't matter, 
and I don't think it matters that the Cowboys are seven and one at home. Dak Prescott is in play is playing in this game. The only the unfortunate thing here is that both of these games this year, neither starting both starting quarterbacks play in either game. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. We don't get that matchup still. Maybe this game though. was really built. This yeah, I was gonna say this game was really built to be huge. Like uh, Chris Long was really talking about it over the last month about how wild of a game this could come out to be. And Seth, just like you just said, I mean, it's not. It cards. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But no, I uh, mean, ultimately, Owen, Owen, I want to hear, I want to hear your take. I'm just get. I'm gonna say Dallas. I'm gonna pick Dallas you here. Guys are I think it means hey. a lot to Dallas. I, I, they're gonna come up. They're gonna. This is their Super Bowl right now. Owen, you know I mean? it means a lot to me. Still and, real uh, to me, damn it. It uh, Dallas is still ball. fighting for the division. You know, if the if Philly loses out, if you guys lose the last three, Dallas wins the last three, then you're looking at tiebreaker situations. So uh, they're still fighting. You ready for you ready for Vegas's odds? The odds for the Eagles to win the NFC East is ninety nine percent right now. If I mean, they that's lose good. this game, but if if they lose this game, you want to know what their odds drop to, Seth? Ninety five six. Ninety eight percent. That's one percent. Well, that's the thing. And when you calculate, and we'll talk I'll about take the Packers two, baby. Too. I'll take two. We'll talk about the Packers odds too, but it's like. You can look at the Packers' odds now and say they have twelve percent chance to make the playoffs, right? Well, it's considering. Why the did fact you say that, twelve? Why did you say twelve and not thirteen or eleven? Because twelve, baby, oh, it's magic they, number. Magic they are number. twelve. Oh, now, oh. but you have to consider it if they win out, because that's the only way they do. If they nope. win out, it is about a sixty percent chance. So, which do is they totally more, control yeah. their destiny, or does something else have to happen to them? They, Other things they, have to happen, which is why course. it's only sixty percent. Correct. Gotcha. So, so uh, that let being me, said, let me pause you for one Seth second. Seth and I are on let Dallas. Me, let me pause you for one second. A little off topic. I have a question for you guys. So, off of everything I said to you, how much would, of an absolute fit would the NFL throw? Like, how would that look if the Eagles were to sit down all their starters this week? And it, like, kind of, kind of a meaningless game. Well, what if you set your starters at Dallas, then you come back with everybody against the Saints, win. And sit them all again. How would that look? It's already lost steam because Jalen isn't playing. So I think I think benching everybody else, it, it doesn't make as big of an impact because Jalen's already not playing in this game, and Jalen obviously but it's the is the Christmas game. Seth. Christmas Eve game. Yep. Christmas Christmas Eve weekend hey, game. Hey, Saturday. don't question who's playing on Christmas. Okay, don't question. Twelve percent. So, what do you think? Do you think the NFL would throw a fit about something like that? I mean, especially coming off where we benched Jalen against Washington. I don't ago. think as I don't think as much as you probably think they would. Like I said, it's this game's already lost steam because Dallas did lose last week, so it pretty much locks up the division for the Eagles, anyways. And yeah. Jalen Hurts is not playing in this game. It's like we've already talked about. It's already lost a lot of steam. So if you bench some more players, I don't. Owen, what say you? It's not as much. It matters in the NBA. NBA has decided that you cannot yep. be just resting players. But this is this is different um, because injuries are such a big factor and wear and tear is such a big factor that I think you kind of yep. as a as a franchise you you relish that fact that you can 
um, have that luxury of being able to rest some players. And yep. it, it's not that they're going to be resting healthy people, right? They'll probably play everyone that doesn't really have any injury designation. It's the Lane Johnsons. It's the Jason Kelsey's. It's all those veterans that probably do have nagging injuries. Why not give them at a this, rest? So I don't, I, at, don't, I wouldn't mind it. At this point in the season, everybody's hurt, not injured, but they're all hurt. You know what I mean? Um, the only other thing I wanted to ask you guys quick before we move on does Jalen being out for this game hurt his MVP odds? Yes, teeny tiny bit, but yes. Why do you especially, say yes, especially if Allen and Mahomes come out this week and just light it up? I think that that makes a difference. I don't agree with you because I don't think Jalen's really got a blemish game. Um, there's not a game that's been had by Jalen, even in the Bears game, like we don't win the game if he's not on the field, to where I think both Allen and Mahomes have had games where it's like that was kind of ugly, you know? So I, I get it. I think if, if Jalen would have played in this game and had like a statement game, locks it up, right? Done. Yeah. But um, no, I, uh, I really hope he doesn't get screwed like Carson did in 2017. Because Carson yeah, was the MVP, but then he, you know, it'd have to be Jalen sits the rest of the 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 year, which he wouldn't, um, unless his injury is worse than people thought. So it's more like, um, it's teeny tiny bit, and it's you know, you can make the argument that Jalen was so valuable up to this point that they are able to sit, to rest him, even though they don't need to. Um, it's but then it essentially comes back down to stats, which is ultimately the the prove it point for MVP arguments with the writers. Obviously. I was going to say that's been the thing I've been hearing a lot lately is what is MVP to you? Um, is it numbers? Is it what you see? Is it a mixture of both? It's a good question, but no, I, uh, I guess my closing statements on this game, gentlemen is uh, I'm confident in Jalen coming back healthy as ever very soon. And uh Philadelphia is a city where they love backup quarterbacks. That's you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Jeremy Jalen's a get, backup then, quarterback. Jeremy had to get his nope. Jalen Hurts take into it. He had he's, he had to talk about Jalen Hurts for twenty minutes, but he's not worried one bit. Don't worry about not it. Not at all. He, he, he it's fine. We're not worried. I literally, it's fine. I'm not worried at all. If I'm being completely honest, I not I think we one might worry in the world for Jeremy about Jalen Hurts throwing shoulder might, injury. We might win this game by two touchdowns. Owen, quit, 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 quit antagonizing him. Let's next going. game Owen, back on we might track. Win this game by two touchdowns. The and then win next week, 50 Christmas Eve game. That you know, it might be. For a primetime game, it might not be that watched because it's like Christmas Eve. Like a lot of people are going to church Christmas Eve. It's it's you know, it's kind of it like might that be on one... a church. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Like it, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but it also might be the substance of the teams that are playing because it literally doesn't matter at all. Raiders at Steelers. T- Tiny playoff hopes. It's still there, but it's like it's especially in the AFC. It's 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 not going to happen for these these guys. But Raiders coming off of that uh, dramatic victory over the Patriots, Steelers handled the Panthers, you know, pretty mightily on the road. Um, Kenny Pickett should be back in this game. I haven't heard a full update on that, but I he, believe he is. He's trending he's that looking way. Looking to be yes. back up. 
Um, can the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh defense get the best of Derek Carr in this game? Pittsburgh minus two and a half at home Saturday night. What say you, Mr. Seth? It surprises me uh, just because, oh, man, the, I guess it doesn't really surprise me. I don't know. This game is tough because you have two average, below average teams that are just so up and down. One week the Raiders will score 35 and the next week they'll score 10. Who knows? This week they'll probably score 10 because Pittsburgh has a pretty good defense, especially with J.J. Watt out there. T.J. Watt out there. hey Seth, to add to your extremes, they literally scored 38 against the Texans in the following week, zero against the Yes, Indians. yes, exactly, exactly. So you don't know what you're going to get. Pittsburgh, like I, I said, mean, Pittsburgh has a solid defense. Kenny Pickett is back. Give me Pittsburgh. Let me give you the forecast real quick. The opening kickoff for this game is negative four degrees. Cloudy like from what I read. Yep. Pittsburgh, like baby. Pittsburgh. I am – so I am on with all of these cold weather teams this week. I Pittsburgh's defense is pretty healthy right now, right? Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of veteran rest going on in practice. Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, um, Miles Jack. Uh, I think the only major one was Deontay Johnson's toe injury, probably ruling him out for this game. It's probably, it's probably COVID toe. COVID toe has to be. Wow. Um, (laughs) I think this is going to be a game where you're going to need a ton of running out of the Raiders because of the weather, you know, the cold situation. And I just don't see the Steelers giving up much rushing yards. Um, Yeah, give me the Steelers to outright win this. I don't even care who plays quarterback for them, honestly, because I don't think the play – is very different from one to first to third string. Like, they're not very different guys at this point, you know. Give Pickett a couple more years, he'll separate himself. But right now, there's not a ton of difference. So, it's going to be an ugly one for sure. Probably real slow. There'll probably be 35 points scored combined to the teams, but more by their Steelers. So, so you, you, you guys are both on the Steelers. Seth is a closet Steelers fan. Okay. He, so not even a closet. I think he's just he is. He I mean he's hiding in the closet this year because Big Ben's gone, but he's starting Ben's to come gone, yeah. He's starting to come I know back I'm surprised back. he didn't jump over to the Browns when Ben left, but um no, I think uh it's pretty Did you get it, Owen? <laughs> Did you get it? Anyways, I think it's a pretty pretty safe one to say that uh Seth ain't wrong. I mean it wouldn't be surprising to see the you know the Raiders thirty at the Patriots and then three this week. That would not so, be surprising. Uh, props to the NFL script writers, and I already see where this is going. This is the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, Mr. I'm Franco Harris. week that he passed. Uh, a few days after he passed, RIP. Script writers, did they write that one? Did they Seth kill they Franco hit, Harris? They had a hit on one. Yep, there was a hit. No. no. RIP to the legend. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying. The Pittsburgh Steelers playing the team that they had hold it off against the uh, Las Vegas now Raiders. I think, and wouldn't this be cool, just have Najee Harris come out with the number 32 jersey, play a half 
in that jersey. That would be the ultimate cool moment. And I also need the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. Just for, to wrap it all up, you know, Raiders, the thing is, they can score points on anybody. Literally can score points on anybody. They never really pull it out against the big teams. But I think uh, I think this is divine intervention for the Steelers, just like it was 50 years ago. Give me the Steelers. So you know what that means, Seth. The juice is loose. Pittsburgh you, Steelers. You took it to the sixth sense with this game, huh? I did. I did. There's just a the writing. That. The writing's on the wall. You just got to read. Next game. If there's if there's some sort of goofy reception in this game. Oh, oh, dude, it's rigged. Then you know it's something. rigged. <laughs> We might have to shut down the podcast. We might just do a conspiracy podcast then. We might be contributing. Yeah, we're accomplices. I'll that. jump. Hey, at that point, count me in for the flatter theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Next game, Seth. I will allow you to word vomit on this one, and then we can quick fire the rest. But Please. it is noon on Christmas Day. And what better than a meaningful Green Bay Packer game in December? Packers traveling to Miami in what was originally going to be a warm day has now weather has dropped it. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be a little bit colder for Miami. It's going to be a nice 50 to 60 degree game at noon. Miami is favored by three and a half points in this game. Obviously, Packers are still alive. Miami, though, I believe they're... They're either in the seventh spot or they're just out. I I think they're in that seventh spot. I believe I, they are. Okay. Um, and they need this game to stay there. So this could be a tough turnaround for the Packers on a short week. Dolphins have lost three straight. But uh, last week's loss, not equivalent to the two prior. They actually looked pretty good against the, the Bills last week. Um Probably looking like a shootout. This is tied for the highest over-under of the week. Um, as Aaron Rodgers has started to orchestrate a competent offense, finally, with the dynamic rookie receiver duo. And, you know, if you want to catch touchdowns, you learn the hand signals. That's just how it goes. Seth, give me your thoughts on the Packers' current situation. No, I... I I wasn't paying attention to your hand signals. All right, go sit down. How about, that? How about that one? That's loud and clear. Yeah. I got two for Seth, you. Seth, when you gave me that hand signal, I stole home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so right. that's what it was for. Uh Owen. Yes. I'm feeling good. Pretty good. It's probably the first time since the first month of the season that I have felt good about this team and the direction it is heading. Uh, it only I took week 16 to get there. Week I 16. That stuff. Thank you. Better late than never, they always say. And what better way to spend Christmas than watching the Green Bay Packers? <sighs> On Christmas Day, and man, nothing better than a little, a little W as a nice, it's a nice gift 
to send Christmas away. Is it uh, George W? Absolutely. We'll take any W we can get. Wait, that's that's Junior. My bad. To your credit, David Bakhtiari seems to be the only major out for this game, which is a nice change of pace for uh, Packers injury luck. Um, On the other side, my boy, Javon Holland, questionable. Questionable in this game. He's been fighting off an injury the past couple weeks. But he is the Dolphins' impact player on defense. Bradley Chubb also limited in practice. Raheem Mostert, the Packers' killer himself, also limited in practice. I'd have to imagine they all trot out. But Mostert uh, will play. I, I'm wondering about – I don't know if Jeff Wilson is in this game right now. Got it. Mostert, I'm sure, will play. Um, What was the over-under, Owen? Also, what oh. is the line? Over under is 49 and a half. The line, Miami favored by three and a half at home. Beautiful. Uh, talk about a uh, upset here. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. Packers. And a shootout, like you mentioned, Packers offense has been one of the most efficient offenses in the league over the last few games, thanks to the emergence of Watson and such. High-scoring game. I, I hope it doesn't rain because I, I want some offense here. Defense has looked better without Darnell Savage on the field and Rudy Ford on the field, Kaysan Nixon on the field. Speaking of Kaysan Nixon, maybe the GOAT punt return or kick returner in the league right now. Oh, I praise. I praise. The GOAT kick returner in the league. Currently. Of the last five weeks, at least. 100%. 100%. 50-yard return in each of the last four weeks. At least fast, last four games, I should say. Give me the Green Bay Packers to keep their playoff hopes alive and fighting. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Jeremy, your rebuttal. <laughs> just close uh, the pod after that. Shut it down. Shut it down. You know, wild enough, this is not one of the cold weather games of the week. Uh, it's supposed to be. If it was in Green Bay, it would be. That's for sure. It is in Green Bay. It is. Oh, in it's Miami. in Miami. Sixty degree day. In Miami. Oh, regardless, even if it was in Green Bay, Green Bay is 11, 11 positive and sunny. So my bad. I um I got the Dolphins up here. And I seen whatever. I looked at it wrong. But even if it was, it wouldn't be one of the cold games. My bad. Um, Does that change it for you? Significantly, yeah. Um, you said it was. Did you say it was five and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Dolphins. I'm set. I'm sorry that you're getting cold for Christmas in another ugly sweater. But who's covering these receivers, man? Not Eric Stokes, unfortunately. You would have been the guy. That... Jair got Jair got in on the Pro Bowl for like I don't know making friends with somebody that votes on the Pro Bowl a lot because he don't belong. We know that. Hey, calm down, okay? Calm down. If if he belongs in the Pro Bowl, I got three cornerbacks that'll play in Philly that belong in the two, and only one of them made it for some reason. No, I I think uh, there's a lot of firepower on that Dolphins team, and. Uh, to see what they did to the Bills. There, there's also uh, an emergence of firepower on the other 
side as well. Seth, I appreciate the extra commentary there, but you're not going to sway me. So I just want to. That's fine. I don't need to. I'll I'll gladly give you the loss next week when we come back. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I think the Dolphins definitely proved something to me in the Bills game. Tua looked pretty pretty sharp at times in that game. Um, Mostert, Mostert, there's just so much speed there, you know, out of the backfield, on the edges. I just uh, – that's terrifying if I'm Green Bay. So, yeah, give me give me the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins plus 10, 10 and a half on Write that down. That's fair. Look, I get the, the, uh, the criticism is completely fair. Not when it that, comes from but this is But this is why I'm picking the Packers. Is this the, but this is why I'm picking the Packers. <laughs> I love it. Packers are absolutely going to come out, and uh, they're going to keep the top on. That is going to be the goal of the week. And you know <laughs> what happens when you do that? You In leave Miami? the middle of the field open. Hey, watch it, Seth. Tops are staying on, okay? PG-13. But you know what happens when you throw everyone in the back end of the defense? The middle's wide open. This doesn't bode well for a run defense, except for the fact that Quay Walker is coming to ruin the day of Raheem Mostert. Quay Walker is going to be firing on all cylinders. This is going to be a Quay Walker game. And he has been coming on in the past couple weeks. Defense is going to hold their own. Points are going to be scored, no doubt. I agree. I I think the over hits for sure on this one. However, I think the Dolphins' defense is equally as questionable with a uh, suddenly surging Packers offense. Speaking of hand signals... It was a hand signal that won the game the last time the Packers played in Miami eight years ago on a fake spike. Aaron gave Devontae one of these. Boom. No one else on the field knew what was happening, not even the Packers' offense. It was only Aaron and Devontae. That's all that knew. But you know who is, baby? Samari Ture, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Romeo Dobbs, and the man himself, Christian Watson, MVP, baby. Give me the Packers by a sliver. I'll take the point comfort, you know, keep it close, but I like the Packers to win. Give me the Packers. Beautiful. I said it better myself. Next game, moving on. We got three to wrap up. Let's let's wrap mid it up after, real quick. Mid-afternoon Christmas. It's uh, a game that no one cares about. Denver traveling to the Rams. What a letdown. Denver favored by three points on the road. Major injuries. Ben Skoranek not going to be playing. <laughs> oh, man. Rams. That changes it. Aaron Donald still not participating in practice. I have to imagine his season He's might not be over. He might play yeah. one maybe a half a game in the next couple games. Uh for the for the Broncos, uh Kwan Williams, Randy Gregory, you know, it's Latavius Murray didn't practice. I don't know what you think about this game. Denver favored by three points on the road. 
Seth, what do you think? Uh, Denver, I, I mean, yeah. Denver by, you said three. Three. I'm yeah, gonna... they'll win 16 to 13 because, you know, they have a defense at least. At least they have a defense. But give me Denver. Jeremy. Did I see Russ was out of this game? I believe I hmm. Russell Wilson will be back, is what I heard. I I think uh I think for sure it's gonna be the Broncos here. On uh you know, you give them warm weather inside and they're the the less beat up of the two teams. Yeah, I think the Broncos take this as handedly as they're going to all year. Give me Baker Mayfield in a home underdog situation. Exactly where he thrives. Throwing the ball all over the field to uh, players such as uh, Tyler Higby. And uh, that's all I got. Give me the Rams. Jefferson. Don't forget about Van Jefferson out there. Van Jefferson, who actually played pretty well for him a couple weeks ago. Give me the Rams. I I haven't taken enough home underdogs. Is my rule. I must fulfill that void in my heart. Give me the Rams. Next game. Sunday night. Football night in America. Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals absolutely sucking right now. But wouldn't you know what they... I mean, is, it, is Colt McCoy even... Colt McCoy is not starting in this game. I I don't even know who their third... Third guy is. I forget his name. Is it? Uh, yeah, I forget his name. I'll look it up. But uh, Tampa Bay favorite Trace by eight points. McSorley. Trace McSorley. Tom Brady versus Trace McSorley. That is correct. The Penn matchup of the century. Legend right himself. Here. Uh, JJ Watt coming into this game with incentives to play for, so maybe he gets a sack or two, makes a million dollars. That could, you know, that could be a factor, maybe. Kind of. Jeremy, do you have any reason to believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not win this game by eight points on the road? Absolutely not. That's what I thought. Seth? I, I, I'd agree. Um, to me, the Buccaneers are a slightly better version of the Broncos. Defenses are probably pretty equal. Offense is... At least the Buccaneers offense shows life sometimes. But eight points is too much. Give me Arizona. Oh, right. All right. Fair enough. Eight points is a lot. But give me Tom Brady in in prime time. Playing for, you know, got to solidify that playoff spot. I think if they um, win, it pretty much locks them into the division. I, you know. I think there's still like technically there's still a chance, but yeah, I feel like that. Yes, that'd be technically, dagger, yeah. I would say yeah, yeah. Give me Tampa Bay though. Uh, finally, Monday night game. Wrap it up. Chargers traveling to the Colts in a game that the chart. So the Chargers, I believe, are the sixth seed. So that's what it was. Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. Currently in the AFC uh, wild card picture. Traveling to the Colts. Colts coming off, you know. What else needs to be said about the Colts' second half performance in Minnesota? Um, uh, historic. It was a historic performance. It was by the historic. Colts. Yes, historic is one way to put it. 
for sure. 33-point lead and gone just like that. Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> out for the re- remainder of the year. That's fine. Keep him out. Come back next year. Chargers beat uh, the Titans last week, but didn't play that well in doing so. It's just It was probably more of the fact that the Titans suck. Um, or does maybe Justin Herbert bring it back, plays big, keep the Chargers on the path to the playoffs? Seth, Chargers, Chargers favored by four and a half points on the road here. What do you say? Um, we didn't update the end of the Jags a game. They did win 19 to three. Hey, start so the we week off with that a big line. consensus win like that. Yes. Um, it's big for this game because that officially eliminated the Colts from the playoffs. <laughs> there you <So>. go. <laughs> Colts are officially eliminated as of tonight. Thanks to the Jaguars and their victory. Thank you, Jaguars. Uh, give me the Chargers. Uh, Colts, yeah. They won't need to blow an historic lead because they won't have a lead in this one. Chargers are offense too good. Uh, Justin Herbert, too good. Chargers other way. Go Chargers. Go Chargers. Jeremy, Chargers by four and a half on the road at Indy. What say you? Comment real quick. Big time. Not about this one. The Panthers still control their own destiny. If they went out there in. Because of the game against the Buccaneers and then the tiebreaker, right? So – that is fascinating, isn't it? They play the they play the Lions this week, though. But so we good. we juiced the Lions, which and perhaps the juice of the week. I don't think we declared it if it was them or San Francisco, but we will make that decision here shortly. Yep, yep. So uh, I'm not superstitious, but I'm stitious. Nikki franchise is in this game. Oh, so there's magic in. You said their juju is in the air. There is some juju out and about. What was the line again, Owen? Chargers, four and a half on the road. Give me the Colts. Give me the Nikki franchise. Damn. And the MF and Colts. Damn. Rivaling Seth's gumption. Foolish. In this episode you Seth, are. Seth, why is it foolish? He calls me a fool for taking the Packers, but he takes freaking the Indianapolis Colts in washed Seth, up has been Nick Foles, who's going from team to team every year against the Chargers, who he used to love. I don't get it. How many Super Bowls has Nick Foles won? More than all three of us combined. As many as Aaron Rodgers. Anyways. <clears throat> also more I than Donovan McNabb. That doesn't matter. Nikki Franchise has got a statue outside of the stadium, okay? Okay? Okay. That's what I thought, Seth. That's what I thought. I think Nikki Franchise is going to do a better job spreading the wealth around with that offense, outside of not having, obviously, Taylor, than any quarterback this year. Um Maybe plays himself into a role next year. Then I don't know. With Reich being out, I can't imagine him being back. But who knows? Who knows? Um, if I was the betting odds, knowing the way the Colts go, I would assume Tannehill's the quarterback there next year because that's just how they work. 
let's go find any washed up 30 late 30 year old quarterback. Um, yeah, it's just, that's the Colts thing since luck left, you know, all your luck is gone. You know, I, I hear you, Seth. I get it. But I think this could be a three point game chargers, but, uh, no, I think, I think the Colts could keep it interesting. They are playing decent football. Let's not, let's not lie. Now, what happened with them against Minneapolis? That's just Matt Ryan being snake bitten, man. Like that's wild. The largest comeback ever in Super Bowl history, and now in NFL history, like that's insane. That that shit just doesn't happen. Thirty three points wins you a game pretty much every week of the year. But no, I don't. I don't see that happening again. Um, plus, they didn't put out much offense. Let's be honest. I remember when I looked at the halftime stats, there was one offensive touchdown, and the rest was all special teams or whatever. So now give me the Colts to keep it within it for sure. Nicky franchise for the dub for me on this one. What, do you, what say you, Owen? You know, I want the Chargers. I like the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. I think they make the playoffs. I think they make some noise. I want a big Justin Herbert day. Shut up the haters. Uh, and you're not wrong, though. Colts played good ball for uh, a half and a quarter um, last week until the historic free fall. Um, if you, I think if you have Jonathan Taylor in that in that – in that game at the end, you're probably running that thing out. You know, I think that goes a little different. So credit to the Zach, for being there. Zach Moss is the backup, correct? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. But give me the chargers. So Jeremy lone wolf in the Colts. And that is your week 16 slate. Beautiful. Beautiful. Full of Christmas cheer and holly jolly. All weekend long. Whatever you say. All right. That's it then. That's the pod tonight. No trivia tonight. Uh, Maybe we'll come back with some post-Christmas trivia and see what fun we can have there. Big time. I got one one trivia for you tonight. Just one. All right. One. Let me pull it up. Do it. Pretty good one. Do it. Just do it. I'm lost in my screenshots because I'm seeing up that freaking cold weather one. How many Super Bowl rings does uh, Nick Foles have? Many? As many as Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> one second here. God, how do I lose these? Because I have too many freaking – here we go. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I want to be ready. You don't yes. look ready. Okay. These one, two, three, four, five, six NFL receivers have the most seasons with sixteen hundred receiving yards. Okay. I want you guys to list off the six. We'll cut it short because I don't want to sit here all night. But one of these guys has done it faster than any of them by six years. Okay. Do okay. one I, more time. These six receivers have had more than one year with sixteen hundred receiving yards. One of these guys has done it in six less years than anybody else. Rapid fire. Um, I'm only going to let you guys name off six people, and then we'll just trim it down to the guy that's the one. Owen, go first. Six receivers. Sixteen hundred yards. Multiple sixteen hundred yard seasons. Two. Um, all of them have two. Now, one of these guys did it 
in six years less than anybody else. But Justin Rapper Jefferson Hurt, is that guy. Justin Jefferson is it's, that guy. Jeremy, I saw this earlier today, so I have a faint recollection. Do it. I believe Calvin it. Johnson is on that list. He is number two in nine years. And that's all I really remember. So everything else is a crapshoot. Give me uh, Randy Moss. He is not on this. I will say this. I will say this. All of these guys are relevant, and every single one of these guys did it from 2000 to present. Marvin Harrison. Bang. He did it in 13 years. He's the slowest on this list. Do you remember um, that? One of them is still active. Devontae Adams. He's a touchdown guy. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think it's probably an older player. Yep. It um, is. I did. I saw this list earlier today, and I because I saw the stat on Justin Jefferson, how quick he did it. Um, just think big offenses. My advice. Still active today. Mike Evans? Touchdown guy. Yep. I mean, he's got all those thousand yards. He's seasons. consistent. Yeah. Mike Evans is super consistent, but not big garbage. Um, hey, Antonio Brown? Is he on that list? Boom. We got another one. Yep. He did He did two in 12 years. He is tied mm-hmm. with this other guy that is active. Okay. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. No, Jackson is just a big play guy, not big yardage guy. Combine Mike Evans and Jackson, and we got a winner. Bingo. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you – give you. we got two names, right? Two names left? Two remaining. One is active, one is not. One played in the early 2000s. One is still active. Ooh. But the one the, – the guy that was active was relevant 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I figured it was an old he's guy. Been, he's, he's been relevant for a long time, but more than than now. Uh, Julio Jones? Yes, bang, there he is. Yeah, that, and then that the other, should have been one of the first ones. The other guy played with a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame receiver next to him. Tim Brown? Oh, too old. So early 2000s. Too, I think kind he played early 2000s, yeah. but he I, that was at probably a very tail end of his career. Is Hall he himself, is he himself Hall a Hall of back. Famer? Let me double check that. Hall of Fame quarterback, running back. Receiver, left tackle, for sure. Wow. Uh, that makes me think Rams, but I forget which one is He is Hall not a Hall of Famer. Well, you got Bruce and Holt, I believe. Bruce just got in, Isaac Bruce. So, Tory Holt. Bang, bang. bang. Tory so Holt, Holt, in 11 Tory Holt, Tory Holt should be in soon if he's not in this year. He is not. Yeah. So He, he should be in, list. but, yeah. Here's the list. As fascinating as this. Justin Jefferson, two 1,600-yard seasons in, in three years. Three years, yeah. Kelvin Johnson, two in nine years. Torrey Holt, two in 11, which is mind-boggling because of when he did it, ultimately, with what was around him. Yeah. Antonio Brown, two in 12 years, to just show how dominant he was in that while. Julio Jones, at the same time, two in 12 years. And then Marvin Harrison, two in 13. Her- I think the, the most impressive outside of Jefferson on here is probably the Harrison and Holt, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because Harrison was surrounded by talent too. Yeah. So, yeah. but no, that was that was my one trivia for you guys. I thought that nice. was kind of a cool list. That was that was good. That was good. I like it. Thank you, Jeremy. What a way to end. What a gift. What a gift. Merry, yeah, Merry gift Christmas. That always gives. Merry Merry Chrysler. All right. On that note, 
Everybody safe travels this weekend. Enjoy a weekend full of football from Thursday to Monday, minus Friday. Enjoy it. Have a Merry Christmas. And adios. 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 Thank you.